0: I'm to...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is DeActivated Podcast, your boy Eboo. Uh, we are back again for another week. Uh, we just had a podcast before the podcast, uh, but we're getting ready to get started. I want to give a special shout out to everybody once again. Thank everybody for tuning in, for supporting the podcast every week. Um, and shout out again to the winners that were announced last week, and I hope y'all like it. Uh, and if you have not heard the therapy, activated therapy episode, you might want to go tune in. Uh, by far, probably one of my most intimate um, episodes. I share a little bit of a lot on what's going on. and uh, But this is all to help everybody to tune in. So thank you again. Uh, and today, in the studio, for the first time ever, uh, I, actually, I, I even have... A live audience in the building. We have uh, Roli Ambiance is in the building. Okay, they have came to disturb the podcast today, but out of love. You guys don't have to be so quiet, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, you can talk now before before people don't believe me. Like, is this like making this up? It's <laughs> actually people in there? <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to you guys for coming in. And sitting across from me. Um, I have, for the first time, this is the second blogger that I've spoken to, um, but this is the first award-winning, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that, no shade, shout out to Danica, she came through, um, first time I interviewed a blogger, but she's also a teacher, but this is like a, a professional blogger, (laughs) award-winning blogger, right, you got like two, three awards, three, four, two, right? Two. You picked up two, um, two.
2: And I got a recognition, like, so that's kind of third.
1: <laughs> so she got to okay, we, yeah. we bragging already. Um, we don't have awards yet, but we're glad to speak to people that are uh, really making an impact from what I looked at um, from your Instagram and things like that. But also, you are from your Congolese. Yeah. We have Magnifique in the building. Hello.
2: Hello, it's your girl, Magnifique, a.k.a. Steve Magnifique. Thank yeah. you for having me.
1: <laughs> you sound like you're about to transition into MC. Have you, have you thought about MC before? Oh,
2: no, no, no. no. I'll, be, I'll be from French, <laughs> Swahili, English. I'll mix everything. No, you don't want that.
1: Speaking of, um, speaking of French, so um, you do speak... How many languages do you speak? Four. speak four languages. Yeah. French, English...
2: Swahili. Swahili, Kirundi, Kirundi, yeah.
1: You know the before we even got to talking, I thought that everybody from Congo speaks Lingala. You're actually the first person um, with a background Congolese that do not speak uh, Lingala. Is it is it like a? I thought is Lingala like the most spoken language in Congo?
2: I think from the people that I met here in Canada, yeah. yes, they speak mostly Lingala. Mm-hmm. But when I was in the refugee camp, I thought everybody spoke Swahili in Congo. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) That's what I was, as a kid, right? Because the people around me, they were speaking Swahili. And, um, but I'm not sure. But I heard that there's mostly, Swahili is mostly in Congo because it's a Bantu language. But I could be wrong because it's an East African thing. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, um... And you saying so you're a, you're a Bantu? Am I, I, might, I might mess up the pronunciation. I apologize <laughs> in advance. Uh Is that is that the what is that? Is that a tribe?
2: Yeah, it's a, I guess before you say African, mm-hmm. then I guess that was before the whole African thing that is generally everybody in the continent. Yeah. but like it's just. I heard there's a lot of people, mostly they are in Africa, the f- from the Bantu tribe, but then there's this tribe in every country, like, every country have little tribe, tribe here and okay. this and that, so, yeah.
1: Now, so so when you, when let's say in Congo, like, if you were saying, like, if people are asking each other where you're from, then they would be like, oh, I'm Bantu, uh, as no, opposed, to, no? Nah, no, it's, it's
2: not a Congolese it's thing, it's an African thing, yeah, it's an African thing, or people, they don't really use it, but... I use it because I like old school. <laughs>
0: right, okay. <laughs> it
2: makes me feel like I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, <laughs> even me when I, when I was reading it, because I think uh, I read it on your blog and I was seeing, I was like, oh, I, I wonder what the, if, if there's any significance behind
0: it.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, my tagline is the Bantu, the Bantu girl, girl right. in America. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of, instead of saying Africa, I think it's better to say for me. Bantu. The Bantu girl. Yeah, is yeah.
1: Um and your the, the name your name is magnifique.
2: Mm-hmm. Your
1: Instagram handles stay magnifique.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and uh, is it <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I, I feel like it's a typical Congolese name. Like we like to they like to call their name like Trésor, Magnifique, Dieu donné, um, <laughs> any <laughs> any the, the does, does that have any other Significance, because when you tra- translate it in English, it means uh, beautiful.
2: Yeah, magnificent. Spectacular, right? Magnificent.
1: Magnificent. Oh, there you go. So, is it? Is it? Does it have any other meaning um, other than well, what it translates to into French?
2: First, I think it comes from the colonization.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Our parents being colonized or their religion.
0: Yeah.
2: Then they kind of give the kids. French names that means something to them that like the inspiration that time the kid was born I Mm -hmm. guess Um, and secondly my mom had her reason to call me like that Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I think that was those two reasons uh, being having a French and everybody have their tribe names or the last name yeah I do what (laughs) is
1: it can you tell us
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to know these. I think I find it very intriguing.
2: It's Chibalonza.
1: Chibalonza.
2: Yeah.
1: Does that mean anything or no?
2: Yeah, but I won't go there. You won't go
1: into Okay, okay. <laughs> no. You know what? Uh, we'll get into, <laughs> we'll get into uh, the blogging, which is how uh, me and you had met just before the Fali Ipupa's concert.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I reached out to I believe, like maybe two months ago uh, because she's a big time blogger she got back to me two months later but you know i mean we're here now that's all that matters
2: <laughs> we're busy you know busy. inspiring you know doing our thing 100
1: <laughs> percent. which is what i want to ask you when you let's start from the very beginning in terms of um because you blog now you do it full-time this is your this is your baby mm-hmm. what inspired you to get into to start a blog or even want to get into blog if you could give us the beginning
2: I could say like there was nothing that inspired me to, to blog because I didn't even know what is was a blog. I mean everybody, had click on some website and yeah. that's it. And but me like having my own website, I told you, you had to go to school or pay somebody.
0: <laughs> to, <laughs> to have
2: your own website. Yeah. <laughs> so but it really all started when, uh, I just had a relationship with myself and. Also, when I start going more to church and I was like, oh, God love me. Jesus love me. And it just come to a point where like, do I love myself too? And then that, uh, that, that came with asking myself my question about where I come from, asking my parents a lot of questions or even ask people around me. Uh, my background and stuff like that. And I just felt like, you know, when you feed your mind with certain things,
0: right.
2: you slowly become whatever you feed in your mind. Right,
0: right, right, right. So
2: I guess from what I understood from those things and um, I just kind of changed my style. I went natural, my hair, um, my my clothing style changed. And people noticed that right. around me, okay. and then they were asking me, "What do you use in your hair at the point where they start inviting me at some natural hair show um oh, discussion wow. panels, like uh, people were asking me as if I have my own <laughs> <product>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's okay. and um and yeah, in my outfit, I mean, everybody can dress whatever they want, yeah. but Um, I started dressing more with an African touch and more cover because I was, I mean, I used to party. I used to do modeling, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, spiritually, uh, again, more confidence in me. And I just felt like I didn't have to do things to prove my friends or school or anything. So I don't know. My, my Facebook kind of changed the way of posting things. Okay. And then people were asking me. And then some girls would actually say, I want to go shopping with you. Mm. And I'm like, I get this online, so I don't know where <laughs> you want to go. <laughs> and then I, I was even looking for like a, a designer and stuff like that. Because in Edmonton, there's not many uh, African designers. Um, but I was looking for something quick. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and while I was doing that, and then somebody said, oh, my God, I thought this was you. Like, she saw, like, a blog. And I'm like, I think that was Style. What's, I think, I don't remember her her name, right. but it's a big blogger. Um, then I look at her, and I'm like, oh, my God. I like her style and stuff like that. And because I was already posting pictures, like, uh, similar to hers on Facebook, then I was like, oh, this is interesting. And, um, yeah, and pretty much the next thing you know, your girl, she's researching, what is this blogging thing? And, yeah, and then I was fortunate enough, my brother was uh, able to make a website for me. Okay. And with uh if you guys wondering with the wordpress
0: <laughs> yeah
2: and yeah. yeah and then i kind of created that and yeah
1: it just went from there mm-hmm. so what i gather from what you're telling me is that it, it started almost like as a soul searching kind of
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: therapeutic if i might say and then it translated into like um fashion and 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 i guess just putting your thoughts and like started to like almost like embracing your african roots a little bit
0: mm-hmm. now
1: i'm curious when you say that what were you dressing like before like what did you wear <laughs> that <laughs> that made such a such a big impact when you switch over to the point that like people started to notice you
2: i think it's cuz um it depends of what i was doing before i used to do modeling or just go partying and most of the time my decision were based on what people think okay. or what the photo shoot team is uh, the style that they wanted me to wear. So I didn't really have much saying. Uh, or I was trying, you know, when you go out, you like, you gotta dress the best.
1: You gotta show a little tie. Yeah, you know. Thing, <laughs> you know. what I mean? A little slim. Okay.
2: <laughs> so yeah, and I think people. <laughs> So I was taking pictures, so people, they were used to that. Like, they were used to this girl posting sexy pictures. Okay. And all of a sudden, I did a post of before and after. You know when you, you you write the whole testimonial thing, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny, some girls, they were like, oh, wow, you have the courage to share that because I'm going through the same transition. Some I would say some woman from the church, like church girl, I would say, Uh, they will be like, oh my God, I've been having time to dress more modest and to have the balance with school and I don't want to just dress modest at church, I also want to dress modest in my, uh, every day. And I was just like, oh, I didn't know. But (laughs) me, it was really like, it was really like, the more I was proud of where I come from or knowing that having natural hair is more healthy or eating organic or uh, using organic things is more healthy. So yeah. I just start feeling good about myself from the inside and that just kind of became a reflection. And people see that and yeah. then they, they ask you questions and you kind of inspire them. And And through the process, I was also learning because it was just a transition. So it's not like... I knew what I was doing. But <laughs> it, just gave it a yeah, shot. Yeah, it was what I saw the difference. Like, now I feel better. I'm healthy. And I focus more on things that more, like, bring more joy to um, Yeah, than showing off to people.
1: That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, you're telling me so much. So I went to your blog. <clears throat> It was a lot of blog po- blog posts, mm-hmm. um, and I, I couldn't go. I couldn't have time to go through all of them, but I sure I will as time mm-hmm. go on. But as I was trying to just, I was trying to get a sense of uh, what kind of person I was going to get to talk to on my podcast. So I read the first post and I read the last one. Mm-hmm. I like to read the first one because it shows so much about where you came from with the beginning. Mm-hmm. So even for me, like for my podcast, when I tell people all the time, if this is your first time tuning in, go listen to my first one and listen to my latest one. Now, in between, you can, like depending on the topic that I'm talking about, you could dig into it, but this is how you're able to almost gauge somebody's transitions or somebody's growth in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, so your first blog post was about you cutting off your hair. hmm Right? And then I was like, and I, I was like, I'm going to ask you, like, you, what got you to cut cut your hair was almost like a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Did that, was that caused by like a breakup or like, because <laughs> I feel like as soon as women go through, <laughs>
0: soon,
1: <laughs> as soon as women go through it, they're like, you know what, forget this guy, I'm going to cut my hair and start. Is that what triggered yours or no?
2: No, it wasn't. No? no it wasn't that. <laughs> people in audience they look at them like
1: no but it's true they even have move- they- there's a movie on oh, Netflix yeah. that, like this girl was literally going through it
2: all That'd of- be and ever.
1: I shouldn't say all women do this <laughs> yes that's right that's the movie but like most of the women like for example I'm gonna put my sister on blast right now cause that's the only girl that I can my sister every time like she's going through something she cut her hair and like even her mood changed right Aww. Um, and I don't I-, I don't know what it is with the hair you know what I mean but Uh, back to you like I wanted to know like what triggered the thing that caused you to go you know what I'm gonna chop it off and then that also became uh, the starting point of your blog like did you know what drove you to that I think it was
2: just an incident because from the photo shoot that I was having like you you just at the point where you just wanna look good you don't really keep up about oh are my edges healthy Mm -hmm. you just wanna cover it up every time and then I think my friend we were getting ready and she noticed, she's like, oh my God, you almost don't have hair. Oh. And I was like, where? And I look <laughs> <laughs> at the back. <laughs> I look at the back Holy my edges shit. and I was like, this is so bad.
0: Yeah. And then I was like,
2: I think I just have to cut it and restart over. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to a certain length, I will put the relaxer, which is the perm. Yeah. So it was never planned for me to be to uh, to keep my, my hair natural. It was never a was plan. A mistake. So it was just or kinda it was just an incident, you know? Yeah. So and then when I think the first week I had the courage to because I was trying to cover it up with head wrap. You know, like I, I didn't want people <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want people to know that yeah, I cut you, my hair. You,
0: you were already going through it. <laughs>
2: You know, I was like, let me grow it a little <laughs> bit, so you know, like <laughs> her stylist, yeah. her stylist. They know you have to have a little bit of her, so you can mm-hmm. do something, hold bread. So I was like, let me just keep covered it and put wig and stuff. But one day, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going across the street, and it's it's not a big deal. You, t- you know, for yeah, that, I'm not gonna yeah, put yeah, a wig.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh my god, like I had so many compliments, like. Good comments. People were just saying, oh, you look beautiful. And I'm like, thanks. And even when I have, when I look at my best, nobody stop and (laughs) say, you look beautiful. So I just found it like it was special. And then, um, and the store that was going was actually a hair store. um, And there was other women, they were asking, what do you use? And I'm just like, "Uh, shea butter. (laughs) It. And it wasn't like that time I didn't know nothing about taking care of my hair naturally, so and I think from that and doing research, um, that kinda gave me more reason to be healthier, to use healthier ways to grow your hair, to grow your hair okay. than putting chemical and putting all these things, like. I understand if you put, which we call it protective style. Mm-hmm. So like breads, you can put wigs, whatever, we, uh, weaves or breads as a protective style. Um, but I think me, I wasn't using it that way. I was just putting it because I'm like, that's how everybody do it. And that's how you look better. And uh, But now I'm do- I do it because it protects my hair underneath. So, uh, for different reasons, but yeah.
1: You know, it was crazy is hair is so important. One day I was, I was, I was, sometimes I get like these ideas that come to me. So I do a poll on Instagram. So I was putting a poll and this is directed towards men. So I said, I, I, I asked the fellas to follow me. Let me ask y'all a question. What's, what's worse? Your woman cheating on you or you, you losing your hairline before 30? <laughs> everybody was like, bro, I can't lose my hairline. <laughs> but I was like, so you rather?" he's like, yo, my wife could cheat on me. I, I'll get over the cheating. But if I lose my hairline before 30, nah, I can't do it. Which was like, to me, it was like, that's so weird. Um, also, maybe for me, maybe because I have hair, like I'm not going through the loss yet Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and my thing is as soon as my hair goes i'm going bald i'm not even i'm not arguing with that
2: (laughs) you're just gonna say because i have a beard
1: my thing is i have a beard so i can like transition but if i didn't have a beard it'd be a different story uh but also what's going on right now like i see a lot of women are starting to really embrace their natural look which i love my thing is like even if your hair is short if it's i'd rather like your natural look than like Because sometimes wigs just look crazy. Like,
0: sometimes...
1: (laughs) (laughs) This was recent. I'm not going to put the person on blast. Hopefully, they don't listen. Don't listen if this is you. But this girl was wearing a wig. And it was a brown wig. But she has dark hair. Mm -hmm. So, her sideburns were showing. And it was, like, pitch black. I can
2: see the picture.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm looking at it like... I was confused the whole time. So, every time she would talk to me, I was just looking at, like... Because the eyebrow was also dark. But the wig was brown. So, I was like... I kept thinking to myself, why Why did you put that on your head? Like, I didn't understand what it was. But now, if I might ask you a question, why do you think, in your opinion, and um, I mean, this doesn't mean you're right or mm-hmm. wrong, but like, why do you think that more women are starting to embrace their natural hair more so now than they have in the past?
2: Uh, I think when I started, like in 2011, um People thought I was depressed or whatever, <coughs> something negative behind that was early. it, Two, right?
1: 2011 is it, it is yeah. early, yeah.
2: So, but I think after, like in 2013, uh, when that movie, the the movie of Lupita, that movie, the Twelve Years a Slave.
1: Twelve years, Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, I'm not
2: sure which year, but I know it was after. You
1: know what? I got a laptop in front of me. <laughs> you know why I pull it up. And, 12 Years of Slave, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I noticed when that movie came out, my friends, they were more like, they felt more confident to... 2013, it came out in 2013. Yeah, so they felt more uh, confident to also try it out, like mm-hmm. to cut their hair and feel beautiful. Like I had Sudanese friends and they they felt confident to do it. And I, I think in general it's... Social media is really powerful. Or if right, a celebrity right. do something, mm-hmm. people want to try out and copy, right? Yes. And I think it came from more uh, celebrity or more uh, social media image. For them, they put it out there so people, they kind of felt like they can relate or they can also try it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before that...
1: Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it wasn't, a th- I-, I used to get in an argument with, with, with girls because um, me growing up, my parents, my mom never, my mom doesn't wear a wig. She never has. I, I couldn't, and I'm not, I don't know why. She just mm-hmm. never has. Uh, my sister weren't allowed to when they was younger. So it wasn't a thing. And I think also as a, as a, being Muslim, it's like forbidden in the Quran mm-hmm. and things like that. So growing up, like I always known my family members to have their own hair, like regardless mm-hmm. how I look. So when I used to date girls they used to wear wigs, wig, that used to throw me off. Like, why you, got on? <laughs> why you got this thing on your head? Like, And then we used to get in an argument like, oh, your mom don't wear wigs? No. Your sister don't wear wigs? No. no. So, And then they took it as if, like, I'm trying to say, like, my family members are better than you, but, like, it's really, like, that's just the culture when we yeah, grew up. Yeah, yeah, like, it's also culture. The whole wig thing is, like, it, it was never a thing. Even now, like, my sister, they don't wear wigs. My other sister, like I said, as soon as she's stressed out... Just cut her hair off. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, as <laughs> yeah. soon as she get a little stress, yeah. or she get a new kid, um, the hair come off. So, so to me, that was always the battle um, that I was going through, and it just made me look like I was an asshole because I used to be like, "Why you got this wig on?" And and just to, even to sidetrack, uh, one time I was hanging out with a group of young lady with at their house, and mm-hmm. it was pretty late. Uh, she gonna kill me because I tell this story all the time, but I, I, I have to, I have to, I want to share it with you, mm-hmm. right? So we we having fun, we drinking, you know what I'm saying? We having a good time. And then at some point in time, like maybe like three, four in the morning, she's like, oh man, I'm tired. And she like picks something off her head.
2: Fix <laughs> something.
1: She drops it on the floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she had on the scully cap. And I was like.
2: And she's like, freedom. <laughs> yeah, like, you know
1: what I mean? And then everybody kept like talking like nothing happened. So I was like, yo, guys, stop. So we're going to act like she didn't just do that. Like, y'all okay with this? And everybody looking at me like I'm the crazy person. I go, honestly, you're making me uncomfortable. I need you to put your wig back on. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No, honestly, it it threw me (laughs) off because like here, like now that when I think about it, like it's such, it has such a big impact in your look. Is it like, damn, like how you just going to do that? Oh, my boyfriend loves it. I'm not your boyfriend.
0: Okay, get
1: <laughs> your way back on. Or I'm going home. So, anyway, we went back and forth. So I wanted to share that stuff. I know she's going to kill me, but I'm not going to say who it is. Um, and I also wanted to ask you now that we're going to get out the hair thing a little mm-hmm. bit. I saw that you, uh, you did you win Miss Pageant in in Edmonton? Is that it?
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, it in was, 2011,
1: right? Yeah. If okay. Um, I want you to talk to me a little bit about that experience because I also know, like, recently you. Uh, you didn't participate, but you you, you witnessed or you went mm-hmm. to yeah. Miss Africa Canada that happened in Toronto uh, for the 2018. Um, talk to me about the difference between being a contestant. And you actually, you won like few prizes and <laughs> things, right? Like you, you've been winning their word for a long time.
2: <laughs> well, I can, before I I say the difference, I can yeah. say that pageant also impacted my decision on natural hair. Because okay. that same time, when I won that pageant, I felt like I'm pretty with that. All these things. All well, you these already ways. went
1: through your natural.
2: No, I didn't. I had before. my hair. I had my hair that time, but after I cut my hair, so I just felt like because it was a uh, African-inspired pageant. Mm-hmm. I felt like more confident in my choice and. I didn't really mind what people were gonna say after that incident. So me knowing, oh, I'm Miss Africa, that confident was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep uh, growing my hair naturally and learning through the process. Okay. So it kind of linked up to that. Um, I mean, when I was watching the Miss Africa Canada, I was like, I, I could relate. To some stuff. Right. I could be nervous yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I could feel like, oh my god, maybe I should try it next year and do it <laughs> ten times better. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So room a lot
1: of a lot of room room for improvement that you saw.
2: Yeah, and also um I mean it's a different city. So there was more contestant in this one. Okay. And um and just I mean, fashion improves and stuff like that. So I really like the outfit and stuff like that. And, I mean, this competition was harder than the one I had um, because just, I don't know, I I felt like it was more challenging. Maybe because those girls, they were really, really talented. Like, I was just sitting there, I'm like, I don't know if I was in there, we have any <laughs> chance you to win the top, you know. But it was such inspiring, and I had fun. Um, and I could just see how the the some of the contests and they use that that platform to communicate with the community or with the audience, and I really like that. Okay. Uh, it wasn't for me. It didn't feel like. They were trying to show off just to win something. But they were also um, passionate about what they were trying to get through the audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked it.
1: So they had like a whole message and, and yeah, like strong presence. Uh, now that we're getting into it, like what is, when we talk about the talent, what's a talent that stood out to you now that you think about it? Is is it something that somebody did and you go like, wow, that's really...
2: That's incredible. Well, in general, like, you know, when you pass somebody, you like, you don't think these people can do. Like <laughs> They
1: <laughs> like, look like they not. Okay. <laughs>
2: like, they can act. Like, they were yes. so good at acting. Like, oh, these really? girls, they can cry, like, on the stage. I feel, like, connected emotionally to them. Yeah, okay. That's how, like, to me, that's talent. Because if I can also feel sad, like, whatever, what you're saying, making me feel yeah, making certain. An impact yeah. So, and I could also relate. So, um, yeah, I, I felt empowered as an African woman being there. So, it wasn't just, oh, somebody sings better than this other person. Okay. It was also the message through it that they were using. Yeah. It was
1: powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, Congo was the.
2: She, yeah, she the won. The girl from
1: Congo was the one to won. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I never would have thought she would have won, to be honest with you. I've seen her, I've seen her around like and things like that, and then when she went, I was like, Oh wow, that's incredible. How did that make you feel? Being that that's your homeland? I being mean, there and witnessing somebody from the same country as you went.
2: I mean like I came across her before and I just feel like she was prepared. Yeah. And then she was really like focus and she had um great sport around her Mm -hmm. so i mean if you focus and why not get it you know so um so i'm proud of her and the fact that she used i mean it's miss africa but she could have done something else she could have done she could have danced uh, because we know Congolese music is the thing. Yes. <laughs> she yes, could it have is. she could have used that and dance or do something else, but I really like how she she brought awareness of what is happening in Congo right now. Okay. And um, to me, when she did it, I felt so connected because I'm also Congolese. But I didn't think the audience will also um, have some. Uh, emotion, cause I heard people around. They're like, "Oh my god!" Oh, like I could hear people yeah, emotions. Yeah, people feeling. And yeah, uh, feeling, drawn to what she was Yeah, doing. so yeah, so really, she deserved it. So she
1: deserved the win. And I wish I was there. Um, I, I got to watch the recap video afterwards, so I saw, uh, essentially highlights of, of what took place. Yeah. Um,
2: but I don't think she, she was on the top because of that. I also admire when. It was question time because that's the most stressful part when yes. it's qu- when they're asking you question and you gotta answer straight up. She was doing very well. Yeah, yeah.
1: she was. Yeah, she was very articulate, very, very mm-hmm. sp- well spoken. She didn't. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Um, some some people were nervous to a mm-hmm. point like that to cheer them on, yeah. Uh, to do it, and that's just, I guess, that's just public speaking. A lot of people have a fear, yeah, of speaking. Public speaking is real, yo. hey.
2: You're not the only <laughs> one here,
1: <laughs> public speaking, especially in front of a an yeah, audience that so she had that know. confidence, yeah, yeah, did, you know, she, she, she had she that it.
2: confidence, and even when she was like.
1: You know, I want... Maybe I'll highlight her. See if she want to come and highlight me on the You activity. should. Yeah.
2: You should invite her because... I
1: did. Because I, I, before the before the show happened, I reached out to one of the organizers and I told him to bring a few girls with him. Uh, but he spun me off. But it's cool. You know, <laughs> no, no love <laughs> lost. It is. I understand the business, but maybe I get to speak to her. I've seen her around mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And uh, another question that I have going through your blog, um, this yellow Sunday dance...
2: No, it's not this. It's
1: not dance? Did I just make that up? <laughs> yeah, you
2: just add so, that. So on. Yellow
1: Sunday. Yeah, it's just Yellow Sunday. Sorry, Yellow Sunday movement.
2: Yeah, movement.
1: Talk to me a little bit about that. Because when I'm looking at pictures and things, all I gather is you guys are wearing yellow
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, dresses.
2: Looking yeah.
1: Looking pretty. And yes,
2: thank taking, you. He's <laughs> taking
1: pictures. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a, there's a bigger idea behind it. If you could tell me... Um, the true meaning behind the movement, the yellow.
2: First of all, it was is like the people that started that they located in UK. So usually they just go around and ask people to join the movement. Uh, so you basically have to wear something yellow, then posting, then tag, then tag your friend the, to do the same thing. Then when you do that, you have to donate. So, me donating some money, yeah. So, oh, and that okay. money goes through uh towards their goal, which I guess is the campaign. Mm-hmm. So, Yellow Sunday, their goal is they're trying is to raise to, money, yeah. So, they this use Yellow them, yeah. Sunday and movement, okay. Uh, so and because the goal is to send 10 women... Uh, no, okay, let me get it this straight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read this. But so okay. their goal is to send 10,000 women in the next 10 years in 10 different sectors. And then last year and this year, um, I think it's about nine women that they were able to raise money with the whole movement uh, for nine women. Uh, and it's funny one of the nine uh, so they they're, they're actually right now in in their second year of nursing um, second education oh wow so and one of them one of the women or two I believe they're I don't know have you heard about the Seed of Joy documentary that just came out um, with City Dr. Mukwege
1: I, I started watching it on Netflix yeah yeah right? so yeah I so started to watch it a little bit and then I fell asleep, <laughs> I, fell
2: asleep. Catch- <laughs> I was <How? laughs>
1: It wasn't a lot of action, I'm
2: joking.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, I did I did start to watch it. So
2: two of women from that they they're part of the yellow. Oh, they're yeah, the one that like
1: um, they're
2: part of, they're going to school for nursing. So Oh wow So and I was when I saw that, I was like, Wow, I'm proud that I took part of that. Yes. So for me, instead of just, you know, taking a selfie or just a picture and then tag my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna direct this photo shoot, get people together, a group photo shoot and we did it's it. Big, yeah. And then I wrote I wrote a blog post just to kind of encourage the movement and right. hopefully that was going to help. You could push. Yeah.
1: I, I, see I love I'm starting to love these movements a lot more, but I realized that unfortunately the general public just don't like we don't we don't care about things that are not talking about who getting smacked and who got pregnant by who mm-hmm. and When the Beyonce album is 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 dropping, which is unfortunate because these movements are really forget about like the 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 campaign or whatever. Like these are literally changing like people's lives, Mm -hmm. like which then if the woman that goes to school, she has a kid now. That kid's trajectory has directly changed because of the impact of the campaign. So I love to see uh, these kind of things going on. I just wish that we Care a little bit more about what's going on than just um, what's affecting us directly. Mm-hmm. As in, like if you know, I mean, if it's not affecting us. Let's say if there's a tornado in, I don't know, Houston, and mm-hmm. there's no tornado in turn. Like, oh, okay, well, that's shit happened, and then mm-hmm. we just go on with our lives. You know what I mean? Uh, which I think also, you as a blogger, um, which is what I want to ask you a little bit, is like your mission. Um, behind your blog is not just a blog, it's to like bring awareness to things that really matter in the community, right?
2: Yeah, I've, yeah, when people ask me, oh, you, they're like, oh, you're the best blogger. <laughs> and I'm just like, she is the best.
1: You got three I, awards. God I, damn. Make some I, noise. I, woo.
2: <laughs> <Three> <laughs> No, I mean, like, I don't think I'm the best. Right. I think it's just the way I do things and. Being involved in the community, you do impact people. You're not just the girl who posts pictures or content. Like, you're bringing more into people's lives yeah. and into the community. So one of the things that I value in my blog is to also go out there, blog about events, and also through the process, I, I sometimes, like, the whole preparation, it may not be, like, uh, flexible, but, like, once I get to the event... I also learn and get to network. And if I have to do something, if I have to participate, uh, so people see you like in person, yeah. you you actually, and then I take that and I wrote about the experience on, on my website. And I believe like for the Yellow Sunday, for me, it's not just Yellow Sunday, I do write, I told myself, you know what, as a blogger, I'm also gonna take time to on the side to also here and there write about Congo because that's where I come from, right. and um, I wish the best for my country. And so, so I'm gonna find content or creative ways to um, to
1: incorporate that to bring that
2: yeah, and, yeah, and, bring and so people, here, huge, so yeah. young people. That are more interested in Kim Kardashian <laughs> 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 TV show. I mean, yeah, they're, unfortunately,
0: that,
1: that's that's. I'm that's just that's joking. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, people
2: yeah. that, like, maybe if they're already following me and see that I'm part of Yellow Sunday or whatever Uh, thing that has to go with Congo, maybe they're gonna feel like it's just gonna draw attention. Right. For them to even participate mm-hmm. because at least they know me or they seen my content so um yeah i use my blog to really get in the community and also to bring an awareness impact. yeah now
1: these these women from the, that are being sponsored through the campaign of yellow sunday and please if you listen to the activated podcast take time out. and i think if they go on social media or they go on yours they'll be able yeah. to see it um mm-hmm. uh, are they only sponsoring women from congo
2: yeah, is is yeah, is it yeah. Woman it's, from Congo. Yeah, so okay. yeah. Uh I mean, like I say, I'm still in learning process so I'm I'm kinda gravitated more to where right, I come right, right. from, right? There could be more campaign. I think I met a brand at the Afrofest and they were selling shear butter and that was helping uh, with the purchase. When you purchase they get to build, I think a toilet uh in Ghana. Oh, so wow. uh I mean you could impact <laughs> in many ways, hey man, right? Yeah. Why take a shit yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> Why not? Part of human nature, yeah, as so yeah. um so yeah, just kinda bring back to the community and it doesn't have to be community where you are. You can yeah. from back home. So um I tried to to do that in the same time.
1: Um Good. You mentioned Afrofest. Mm-hmm. And this is also one of the questions I wanted to ask you about Afrofest. Uh, because I, was, I, I wasn't aware that, maybe I was, I forgot, probably I forgot, that there was Afrofest Edmonton,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which you attended. You were yeah. part of that heavily, mm-hmm. right? And then you came to Toronto uh, and you attended also Afrofest Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the experience and what is the biggest difference from the from the two? And, and, and for those of y'all listening, if you don't know already, I talk about AfroFest almost every chance I get. <laughs> um, so there are previous episodes that I get into more depth about what AfroFest is and things like that. And shout out to Izai. She came through. We had a almost like a three-hour conversation about AfroFest, me hosting AfroFest first time this year. Uh, so if some of y'all want to, some of the backstory, episode 31, I think, or whatever it is. But, uh, back to what, what I wanted to, for you to tell us is, like, what was the biggest difference that you saw between the two cities? Outside of, I guess Toronto is the biggest, but, I like, mean, other than that.
2: For me, you can't compare Toronto and Edmonton, period. Really? No, because, I mean, there's more African people, black people here, and there's more... By, by far?
1: By, like, a lot?
2: Yo, you can't compare. Really? I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> how, how, many, how many people attended that festival, if you have to just guesstimate?
2: I'm not sure, but I mean, the whole city 5, 000, hall. 10, 10, like, 000? let me say, the whole city hall was filled. Okay. How big know? is the city hall? You know? Huh? Like, almost the same thing here. But, yeah. like, I could just. the could put the
1: about 10,000 people, yeah? The,
2: like, the reason why I'm saying that is just because I feel like they put so much proportion into that. Mm-hmm. But here, during the year, there's more. Like, if you hear about Afrofest here, you're like, oh, okay. Like, because you already seen other festivals that then you already have an idea there's you know already is, yeah. black people that have like a lot of bo- business going on but like the f- the alpha first in, to- in Edmonton I was sh- I was like wow Yeah. like I didn't know there were so many this and that da, da, da. so it was a first for the audience and also for the local artists yeah. and I mean people came to my blog because I did a pre um, they had a, a commercial uh, trailer for th- for that. Yeah. And then I went there, I was actually... Uh, you
0: you yeah, I videotaped
2: uh, and I wrote about that. Oh. And then people knew about the Afrofest <laughs> through my blog. So it was the first thing for Edmonton, for something like that, uh, that was just focused on on uh, black a- people. African yeah, culture. And, 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 yeah. and you call it a festival. So... Um, it was. I really had fun. Like, I didn't even know where to go. Do you go this side? <laughs> Do you go see the performance? Like, yeah. which? Like, for me, Did it was it have like two
1: stages there. Like, is it one stage? Because in Toronto, it was, they have one, two was one. one stage.
2: It was one stage, but. There were so many things happening. Around, yeah. Uh, same time, so and there were so many people, so many beautiful people. Yeah. I feel like people dress in their best. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> to you. Attend. Nobody playing games after <laughs> Yeah, so. Nobody's playing no games. And either. um, which there you just feel like, oh wow, this thing it only happened once in a while. Yeah. But then here in Toronto, it's like you see black people everywhere. You time. see girls with natural hair. Every every day, like I I come across a lot of girls that have that wear Ankara, which is Kitenge, like the African fabric. So it's not a you're not gonna be surprised if you hear, Oh, Afrofest is coming. Yeah, like you're just gonna be like, Oh, finally, like I'm gonna go there and see. (laughs) see, So, but yeah, and of course, they had they didn't have I don't remember if they had like a guest celebrity who mm-hmm. prefer I don't I don't think they did for the first AfroFest, Fest.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh which here they had some people. They had. Um, yeah,
1: they always they always have a, a, a big like, artist to close yeah, out the so, festival. Yeah.
2: So so that was exciting. Yeah. Um I was like, wow, cool. This is
1: yeah, they've been going 30 years. I, 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 I'm also recently involved in that. Like, I started going there as I tell the story. I went there to pick up a woman. That was, I mean, hey. <laughs> Afrofest. I had the best looking chicks. I need to
2: pray for you.
1: <laughs> as you you praying that I get the
0: numbers now. Okay, the
2: audience, we need to pray for this guy. <laughs> 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 well, what kind I mean, of business is this now? No, no, but, uh,
1: that was the initial. Like when I first started going, oh. I was there as a visitor. No, no, not now. Now, okay, now, She's okay. like, <laughs> like, we need to pray for you. <laughs> like, pray for me. Like, but like when I first started, when I first moved to Toronto uh, around 2008, mm. first time I went there was like as a spectator. We got there at 10 o'clock. The festival was already over. We just got there and like, yo, let's see the phone number. And then that was that was my experience for the first two years. Mm-hmm. and then I believe maybe the third or fourth year I met my brother-in-law who's now my brother mm-hmm. um, and then he was involved with like doing the after party at Afrofest mm-hmm. and then when we met we part of uh, Motherland ENT and then we would take care of the Afrofest uh, with Afrofest Music Africa so we had a partnership mm-hmm. going on where we run the Afrofest which actually next year will be the 10th Afrofest after party that we've been doing um, so then from that like I went from that and it slowly transpired to like last year Actually, being on the stage and hosting uh, the this, this small stage, which, yeah, you know I mean, I you guys you
2: transition <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, you want from getting to get phone numbers
1: to, I mean, the girls are still there, no, I'm just joking. but like, just to show you, like, how much um, uh, my love for that and for the culture has also mm-hmm. grown, as you mentioned, um, which I always tell people, like, that's, the, I mean, literally, when Afrofest ends, like. We start working on the next year already. No, I
2: feel like yeah, it's a I, year-round
1: thing. They don't stop like they don't stop planning for Afrofest.
2: Mm-hmm. I felt like I was like, why two days? Two days is not enough. Mm. Like it should be a week thing, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> two two years ago, they actually almost cut it down to one day. Eh? They tried. There was like something going on with the city, and they mm-hmm. were saying that like uh, times have not been respected. Actually, Peter came on my podcast and kind of like broke that down, but like. Uh, but now we're good. I think, I mean, yeah, two days is not enough. It's not yeah, enough, it's but fair. I mean, we'll, we'll take it. Right. Hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get to like Afrofest week and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we'll continue to go. Another thing that I wanted to ask you, um, so far, if you have to pick like, what, what is like one person that you work with? You're like, man, that person is incredible. Like whether it's an artist, cause I know, uh, you was also part of like all star music fest city of Toronto when they had all these international acts come and perform
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if you had to summarize and this might be hard so those it, it have to be one person but if you have memorable people that you work with and you go man like I would love to work with those people again or, or if they was to call you back you'd be like no questions asked I'm ready like anybody stands out to you in your mind
2: not from the uh, African music Fest. it was actually um, the brand that I was wearing and um, it's called bat- batik clothing okay and um, this was a, you were wearing it at the, they are they actually the pants that I was wearing at the music fest uh, all star music no fest? at the press conference where okay. I s- met the artist mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean she's young and I saw her to other events those pop out shops okay and this girl she's hmm, young
1: and humble that's that's. she <laughs>
2: She run her business. I, I'm not sure now, but yeah. she told me that everything she do is on her own. Right. Any any kiosk, anything that is going in Toronto, she goes to. Like she take all her things and she, she do it on on her like by herself. And I think she's under 25 years old. And just that thing that, I was really like inspired. And and she travels and stuff like that. Like I could see how passionate she is. Um, and yeah, I like collaborating with her and her things are unique. So, um, and she was also telling me like, she likes my blog and she was encouraging me. So I think that's one person so that... Shout
1: out to her. If you're, I mean, for people listening, you can go and check her out. Give her some love. Batik clothing. Batik clothing. Shout out to you. <laughs> Mr. Activated would like to also get some, uh, something from you. Uh, hopefully through you we'll get in touch. I'll get in touch with see. I, I love supporting people. Mm-hmm. You see that painting over there? Shout out to Melissa. You see that painting? Nice. It's somebody that I literally ran into Instagram and I love I was like, this person is talented. Um so I reached out to him, having him painted for me. Um and then I also invited him on my podcast.
0: That's cool. Which is
1: also th- this is a mindset when I talk about like when we saying like we want to support each other, like it's not just about whether, like, even if we, you repost somebody's blog, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think the number one thing is putting money behind somebody mm-hmm. because money is one thing that everybody respects. Like yeah. We understand, like, if I put $50 here, we both know, like, yo, $50, that's going to give me the week. You know what I mean? We understand mm-hmm. the value yeah. of it. So when we start to, like, especially people that have good... I don't support bad business, I'm be honest with you. If your shit is trash, don't bring it up to me. I don't want nothing to do. But if it's good, I have no problem and. And I try not to even think about the money. Even if you come to me like, "Yo, this cost me two hundred dollars," I feel like it's good. Like I will put my money behind it. So um,
2: investing each other. Yeah, I know? mean that's how that,
1: that's, mm-hmm. that's how the growth happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, now and, uh, the good. With
2: with, okay. and I have another another brand that uh, like. She's not from here. Okay. Uh, she's based in UK, and I think she's from Nigeria. Okay. So I was really surprised one day. She just tells me, "Oh." I want you to, like, do a campaign for this collection. A collection? Wow. <laughs> I usually don't, you know, as a blogger, you you get to work on single projects at and the stuff time, yeah. at the time. So she, like, she, she sold the clothes and, and she sent me, like, four things. And I was like, wow, like... For me <laughs> and oh, I'm like big. oh I'm becoming a, a model now I'm going back to modeling <laughs> you are a superstar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she used that those images to uh display on her website and every time I go I'm like no, you know oh, feeling you myself you <laughs> I'm just kidding but you know what I mean like I, I wouldn't think that some somebody would see me more than just a blogger
0: yeah
2: uh she saw the potential in me and then uh, we've been talking and stuff like that, so. Um, and now so, you gotta
1: you gotta connect in the UK. If you, I'm sure if you ever go to UK, things like that, she'll probably. Uh, you have a one person that you that could like at least give you direction or yeah. like, you not know, be there, which mm-hmm. is big, I think.
2: And a third one oh. also in UK. Yeah, actually, for wait, one, you're giving wait, me three. Wait, you see, now you're showing up. Wait, wait, <laughs> a third one because you're saying like you're saying like
1: um no, no, UK sure. right
2: yeah is um Congo to global. Uh mm-hmm. these people every time they have something new, they send me. Like they just a new thing that come in, they send it to me. So yeah. at first when I work with them, I just thought like, oh, this is a one time thing. One and done, yeah. So they like what I do and they do repost a lot of my stuff. <laughs> Someday I just wake up and I see my picture, boom. Everywhere, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And that motivates me somehow. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Congo to Global. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean,
1: like I'm saying, this is what we're talking about—about about support. It's not about don't only do it one time or whatever it is. Even me, like for example, sometimes I wake up to random text messages and people listen. They listen. Sometimes people listen to it. I have people that I know as soon as the podcast is posted They Go. Like, they mm-hmm. know every Friday, they went for it. And I have people that are a bit slower to it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, because it's there, it's on SoundCloud, you could listen to anytime. But the little message that I get sometimes, you have no idea, like, this is what really keeps me going. Because so I was like, because sometimes you don't know, right? Because even when people appreciate, too, a lot of people, especially men,
0: mm-hmm.
1: have ego. And because of the ego, we can never come and tell you, bro, we really like, we really like what you're doing. But it's almost like people look at it as almost a reflection of their failure, because somebody else is kind of like doing what they are doing, chasing the dream. So even if you're doing good, it's like nobody would say nothing. So I think um, them reposting your stuff. I mean, it helps, right? Like, cause you're yeah. you're pushing their brand. They, like that's yeah. how it should be, kind of thing.
2: I mean, right? once once we do the collaboration, I just think oh they move on because yeah. they w- they work with other influencers, other bloggers. But the fact that they keep you know, they including me. That's something, so it's something they probably
1: love about yeah. how you do it, your style, and mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, And that probably shows um, also your reach that mm-hmm. you're having, uh, not just in Toronto, whatever it is, all the way across to UK, mm-hmm. where people are getting familiar with the work. That's incredible to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wish you many, many more success. And uh, you know what I mean? And we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Another thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, I had a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as you can see. Um, how did you feel about Black Panther? Because like, I know you have blog posts about Wakanda, forever and things like that. Uh, how did you feel? I, I, I myself, when, when it came out, I was in Austin, Texas. And I dressed up. You know what I mean? I had my, little, I had my shirt. Actually, I, I made my mom create an outfit for me. When it got here, I went mm-hmm. to Austin. I had it on. Light fabric. It was a little cold out mm-hmm. here. So when I I wore it, and uh, of course it was in America. I get to the movie theater. I'm like, Wakanda, we're going to kill this. And there's like three other black people that dressed up. So I kind of felt like, this is kind of stupid. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because the momentum that I came out the house with, by the time I got to the theater, that shit died all the way. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm still, I'm a rep. And, um... And after, I was like, man, this kind of feels stupid, almost. It's just, and not that it was stupid, but it's because in Austin, like, 100% outnumbered by black minority. Like, it was literally, like, three other people in there that were black, and then when they saw us, they're like, yo! Like, they were wave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we get to the theater, everybody was sitting in different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure if I but when I came back to Toronto also, when I saw that movie, like, four times. When I came back to Toronto, and all free, by the way, everything. But anyways, um,
0: <laughs> same here. Same. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to you. <laughs>
1: but in Toronto, when I went out, like I felt that more. I was like, "Yo, I should have worn my outfit here in Toronto." um Talk to me a little bit about what that. How'd you feel when when that came out? Like, what was you feeling like? Because I know you posted about what kind of forever. I mean,
2: like that. there's even some of my followers. He literally took my picture. And photoshopped in in Lupita.
0: <laughs> really?
2: Yeah. So I think for me it was just something that my audience is used to see me have having this I mean, even today you see I have yeah, this earring. Like yeah. I always have that style, that the vibe of like so when you got but, your
1: hand on the pulse of the yeah, culture.
2: Yeah. So when it came it was just like, oh that's cool. But it wasn't like for me to to act different or to feel like oh today I'm gonna wear my best African attire to go watch a movie because I usually dress African attire to go. This is how you, this more, is how you this, get This yeah wrestling. for me it was like that, and I mean I it was beautiful to see most people do, it, but I feel like it should be something normal, like I mean we uh, yeah you shouldn't wait for a movie to feel more confident of your culture. Uh I understand we do have Monday to Friday. You have to dress a certain way. Right. But like at least on weekends you can kinda appreciate your culture. And you don't have to have a reason or a movie coming up and stuff like that. And I mean it was a good transition from Lupita because I, I I don't know much about all her movies that she played before, but the one that stick to my head it was the twelve year slave. Seeing her playing that to yeah,
1: that, that to broke black part. part. Yeah, that broke I, yeah, yeah, I, so I can't. Especially <laughs> when when um like when she was getting whipped. Yeah. And then you see the flesh like it was very graphic. Yeah. Like you could see the flesh come off yeah. her body. How's mm-hmm. I was just like So from that wow.
2: transition to her playing this one where she's more powerful, she's, like yeah. you know, she's smart, she's a spy and stuff like that. Like I, I like that whole uh transition seeing that and I mean, to me, it was just, oh, hi, it's cool. Why did it take that many years for to people it, to yeah. make this kind of movie? And also, one thing that I didn't like is the fact that they didn't take actual African actor to do it. Like, <laughs> Africans from, it I should, mean, we are African, but like... Right. it should be from, they should go from, to the source. Yeah, they should go to the source and you're right you're and right.
1: you we, know why now that you say that because the accent is so like it's so terrible like, <laughs> that, like they're, they're like uk and Americans trying to make african accent is the, it's like me trying to speak patois it is <laughs> the worst shit ever but i still do yeah. it because it's fun yeah but it's like yeah but i mean i mean this was made in the u.s or whatever mm-hmm. or at least originated from the u.s so they might not be in touch with what's really popping uh, in Africa, but even like, let's but say then
2: why make a movie about Africa? I mean, it's <laughs> oh, all about monetizing, inspired, right? like, yeah. they, they
1: know that money. That that mo- Yeah, I mean, the more. I mean, the movie. The movie made money. Mm-hmm. The movie made noise. The movie. Now it's imagine crazy. when the Black Panther Two comes out. Hey! Like we are, we are ready. Like I already got my outfit planned already. You know what I'm saying? This time You're I will do it fight. in Toronto. Uh, I like Marvel movies, so it mm-hmm. wasn't like I was aware of Black Black Panther. And even when it came out, I got in touch with actually like a comic had a shout out to Daniel, who's also an artist. And I told him to come. I didn't. I didn't want to talk to somebody who was just about the hype. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to somebody to actually like know about comics and followed it and and this is what he draws. So I did a podcast about that. He came in, he enlightened me like, yeah, this is good. He gave me his took on it, which gave me a different perspective, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of people just, they, we, a lot of people are caught up in the hype. Like yeah. hype is real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it
2: uh, wasn't. <laughs> um, like the
1: WizKid video. Did you see it with t was Savage mm-hmm, and yeah. things like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you? Do you know what's going, like is that a, see my thing, I'm not really, in, I love Afro beats, mm-hmm. but I refuse to get involved in personal drama. Like, yeah. You know, I just mm-hmm. found out kid got kids like two weeks ago, right? <laughs> I didn't know because I'm like, I like... cause
2: What's wrong though? He's human too, you no,
1: know? I, no, I get it. But like, I was... I love hip-hop. Like, mm-hmm. I just got into Afrobeat, let's say like five, six mm-hmm. years, right? So like hip-hop, like I was involved. Like, I knew who... who the music, I knew the backstories, I mm-hmm. knew who they got beef with. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew everything. It was like... Like, it was... To me, it was too much. So now when I find a new genre where
2: I oh, enjoy the mm-hmm. music,
1: I don't, wanna, I don't want your me. <laughs> you <know? laughs> just give me the music. I don't want to know how many kids you got. Who's You know what I mean? But did you see the video?
2: Yeah, I saw it. But honestly, I'm kind of like, you know, like I, it, just, I just appreciate the craft that those people do. Because even me, if I was an artist, yeah, let was me say, them. Was like, a I mean, but yeah. I mean, why are you guys tripping when <laughs> Jay Z and Beyonce does it? Nobody says,
1: but Jay Z and Beyonce is married. Are they together? Is that a thing?
2: Either way, listen, these people, yeah. if they are playing to get the art craft out there, yeah. I mean, it's business. Honestly, me, I don't think it has it will change anything to my life. Mm-hmm. I just Listening to the music, I like the music. I like yeah. the music video, whatever. And me, I'm, like, mean, I'm
1: in there like cheering, like, "Where's kid? You go, boy! <laughs> you, you dirty <laughs> That's why I was, I was like, "Okay," because she, she was arching her back. She's, you know, you can see. But
2: you know what? We all adult. Why are you guys acting like you don't watch movies like that? You don't see all the couple that walk together. Mm-hmm. To me, I saw it like if these people are actually dating. And they're working together, yeah. Then, you know, like and um these artists, they will still do the same thing with a, a stranger, like a right, model. Right right, right, right. Like it's just somebody was we don't def- know, yeah. Somebody nobody say anything if it was just a model. Oh, okay, okay, she's she's fine. But if it's his partner, mm. they decide to work together. So I don't see Yeah. What because the, the guy he was still he will still do this kind of music video with another person. Yes, so I don't know oh, that's man. that's how I see it. I don't oh, really like break. I, mean, I mean if he lie, has no bro. privacy I was
1: sweating watching that video
2: like damn. <laughs> damn do you even you know I don't know why like some people just feel like they have an a feeling about us because you no, these people are making their money. They don't even know that you yeah, exist, yeah. you know? They, they they're just they making, yeah, they're just making their money. And, and when I see couples working together, and then even if you are single and you work with a, a model mm. or you do another collaboration with them, there's always people that are not going to like it and there's people that are going to like it. And just because people, they may not agree with their relationship. Right. So they're using that to say, see... Guys, we told you, you see this video now, wahala, blah, blah, blah. But he could use somebody else and do the same concept mm-hmm. video.
1: That was great marketing. He so. really... Because, like, from the noise that it was making on social media, it made me want to go, like, let me go see this full <laughs> video. Because I only saw, like, 30-second clip or whatever it was. And I was like... But it, was, it wasn't that bad. But I was just like, okay. Like, I thought she was like, Mary's... See, I don't know nothing about the drama behind, so... Shout out to the It looked good. It was a good video. Shout out to WizKid. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Great artist. Uh, final question of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went through your blog post and I was trying to get an idea, get a sense of what was going on on there and having the conversation with you now for about an hour, gives me a sense of a sense of purpose, a sense of direction behind what the blog post or being a blogger is all about for you. Mm-hmm. Um... If you can maybe to the audience that's listening in, what when it's all said and done, what is the biggest takeaway that you want people that have followed your movement, that have read your blog posts? What is the one thing you want them to walk away from? Uh, we're not trying to retire you anytime soon. You just <laughs> won three awards, but like when it's all said and done, when we look back, if you look back at this, whether this is interview, these posts five, ten years from now, what is one thing that you hope that people grasp uh, from your blog?
2: Uh, I just want especially African young women to just be more confident in themselves mm-hmm. and let what what you already have which your African culture is within you. Uh, your natural hair is within you. Uh, your color skin is like, you don't have to change it. Like, just be Confident, just be yourself, right. and that's why, like my tagline, it says "Bantu girl in America" because I'm not trying to, uh, like before before I cut my hair, I'm right. not trying to live that lifestyle of trying, trying to fit to in, fit in right? right? So yeah, just be confident, and ask, cause once you get confident in yourself, um, you start. Seeing think bigger things, you maybe you wanna be an entrepreneur, maybe you wanna go continue school, and um so pretty much that. Cause some people they are like, oh, I didn't know that you went to school for LPN, which is a practical nurse, and I'm like, yeah, I still do this thing and still go to school, and then. Doing the whole blogging, it, it makes me give me confidence that I can also not just promote brand stuff, but one day I will get to a level where I promote my own thing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, just I guess, just the confidence and um, tell our own story because, uh, especially when you come from a place where there's a lot of conflict. I mean, not everybody, some people come here and they, they get busy with their life. But um, I choose to use my social media because I could still be on social media whether I was a blogger or not. <laughs> sure so, is. I mean, I encourage you to use your social media in meaningful way right. and use that to inspire other people and also connect with people back home and stuff like that. And I learned so much with Instagram, those hashtags. <laughs> so uh yeah just use your social media in a way that is kind of bringing back to the community and stuff like that or if you're not a camera person use that to learn uh and to network uh one thing that um i I tell people if you want to be a like a blogger your own way you have to learn how to pitch to brands or to negotiate with people when you want to collaborate and stuff like that you can still collaborate with people without being on a camera that like i work with few people in the back end and you never think these people they have a brand and stuff like that so yeah just use your social media in a more smart way and inspiring yeah
1: use it for good
2: yeah, for good.
1: Um incredible because even before you came on my podcast, we had a conversation. First time you called me, actually we talked for 2 hours.
2: <clears throat> Why well, you <I> have to.
1: <laughs> 2 hours. I got No, I, I mean I'm saying that because the same thing and, and even through that conversation we talked about um uh, what is the purpose behind collecting almost like having a collection of followers. Mm-hmm. If all we want to do is like show how great our life is, but even that is just a it's, it's a perception and a projection of um not what's really that's a highlight of of a moment Mm
0: -hmm. you go to
1: jay-z concert you got the outfit you take a picture whatever it is and it's like oh wow life is amazing but like what happened prior to getting to that which is also the messaging behind my podcast is i highlight the story Mm -hmm. because i feel like the end result if you pay attention to the story the end result is inevitable but it will be tailored to your own person like me and you will both work hard, but we'll achieve great things in different areas. But the story will almost be similar. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? What we talking about? Uh, even what what it took for us to come sit down today was 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 a journey mm-hmm. within itself, right? Yeah. So, uh, which is a great message. And I love talking to people that I feel like they're gonna change, if not the world, but they're gonna have an impact in their immediate surrounding. With you know, who knows what that impact.
2: Yeah, so uh, use, like, social media to reach out to a brand, you know, to yeah. communicate, to network. I mean, <laughs> some brand, they had messaged me, and I'm like, wow, is this a scam or real? <laughs> you know? they
1: they trying to get me. Yeah, else. or
2: something. But, like, it's great with Facebook and Instagram how you can connect with people before yeah. even you met them in person. And, yeah, so that's pretty much, I hope. Uh, yeah, it's,
1: it's crazy how much, like, one one time I got somebody reach out to me and they they listened to one of my episodes and they were saying like your podcast remind me of an older brother that didn't have because I was I had a podcast when I put my little brother on and then we're talking mm-hmm. he's fifteen. So everything I say I always tell him. I'm I'm always telling him stuff, even though I know he's not really conscious. Mm-hmm. I know that at some point in time like it will click and make sense. So even like getting messages like that, I was like, Oh wow, really, this is this is this is huge. Not just like, oh let's talk about I mean we did. We did talk about whiskey a little bit, but mm-hmm. that was within context. But mm-hmm. Um, impact is important and and what kind of influencer that you are really matters, right? Mm -hmm. Anything else that we leave off the the table?
2: I would say if you're interested to become a blogger and you are in Toronto or Edmonton or Calgary, I'm saying those three cities because that's where... I, I'm familiar with. And you international um, with it. Okay, yeah, go with your little bragging well, so. Yeah, if you have a few questions, feel free to ask me. You can DM me at my uh, Instagram. Uh, or you can email me if I don't answer the DMs sometimes. <laughs> she, she answered my first, my first
0: DM. <laughs> you
1: answered. Don't expose me like that. <laughs> two weeks later. And then i talked talk to you two months. But I mean, honestly, me, I don't take stuff personal because even I that don't have as... As a larger audience as you do, even I sometimes miss stuff. So it is possible, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't take it personal, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: at some point in time, we also got to work on Fali's concert. You yeah. were there, and th- so like our path crossed. Regardless, mm-hmm. it just I look at it like it was not time at that time yeah. to to make it happen. But give, give us uh, your your uh, your handles, your website, your Instagram uh, for those listening.
2: Uh, so it's really simple. So my website is uh, my web blog is staymagnifique.com and my Facebook is stay space magnifique and Instagram staymagnifique and Twitter staymagnifique. Oh, okay. But I'm mostly active on Instagram. Okay. Um, and also, you know, the message that I wanted to pass out is if there's any African brand listening um, or you can pass them the message is... Uh, I think we need to value more influencer and uh, black bloggers because I feel like if you're selling something that represents African culture, it's better off to work, collaborate with somebody who represents the, the yeah. culture, which is, you know, black bloggers. And I feel like there could be more improvement because uh, I came across some bloggers that started and then they just kind of give up because Sorry. No,
1: I mean, there's
2: no collaboration between brand and stuff like that. And, and I noticed that there's a lot of local black business. Um, you can take advantage of bloggers and influencers to actually promote your brand and um, it could be more authentic. Uh, so I do encourage you to reach out to bloggers and influencers. And I'm here.
1: She's here. Hit her up. She'll she'll respond to you. Yeah. Uh, a week or two later. No, I'm just <laughs> no,
2: no, no. No, <laughs> no,
0: nah,
1: nah, she's good. Now nah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so make sure you follow her. Stay magnifique, uh S T A Y Magnifique. Uh, listen, man, you all gonna have to Google the rest, okay?
2: Okay, let me tell you. S <laughs> T A Y M A G N I F I Q U E.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And that's that everywhere. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. And also, uh, before we go, big shout out to Roly Ambiance in the building.
0: <laughs>
1: Those are my people for real, yo. I just, you know what I mean? <laughs> These are my folks, you know what I mean? But I just want to make sure I told them, man. As soon as you, anytime y'all are around, I'm going to give you a shout out to the, I mean, that's the least I could do, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, for everybody else tuning in, thanks again for tuning in. This is The Activated Podcast, your host, Eboo. And uh, you've officially been activated. Peace.